Welcome back to the Power Lifting Podcast. I'm your host, Solana Lewis. Today, I speak with Christiane Hazard. She is a 60-kilo competitor. She had an amazing Arnold's in this year, 2022, going into Mega Nationals. She got fourth place in 60-kilo division. And we just had a great conversation about the uptick that we've seen lately in her training. It is incredible how she got into powerlifting, what it's like to be a travel nurse while training at the same time. So much stuff. It was so great. We got to really know her and know her story and know more about her as a lifter, as a person. So I hope you enjoy it. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Make sure you leave a review and a five-star rating. And we're also on YouTube, y'all. So check it out on YouTube as well. And follow along under Solana underscore lifts on YouTube. Let's dive into today's episode. All right, y'all. I'm excited. I am here with Christian Hazard. How are you today? I'm doing great. Living the dream. How about you? I'm doing all right. So when you say living the dream, because you love traveling so much as a travel nurse? Oh uh, yeah, I, I mean that's that's been great. It's Thanksgiving week. Um, eating some good food and stuff. Gonna visit some family, so all that good stuff. Nice. So, ah, uh, so many things yeah. that we can talk about. <laughs> but I think I want to start with. So I know you started powerlifting in 2018. Did you start? <laughs> yes. Did you start with your collegiate team, or did you start before? Yeah. So I had heard of it briefly going into college um like just watching like meg squats videos and stuff like that and so like i kind of knew about it a little bit then um but i was like oh i i don't really know how to squat i don't really know how to deadlift like i can bench but you know (laughs) um and so i went like my freshman year of college at ohio state um i knew i wanted to join like a strength sport but i wasn't really sure what yet and so ohio state had a powerlifting team um, that is a pretty large one and they're pretty well known. And so, um, I was like, yeah, I'll go to a couple meetings. Like I'll see if it's, it's the vibe. And then I actually, my oldest brother, um, was a senior at the time at a different school, but he was like also kind of getting into powerlifting. And so I kind of had those like two, um, like paths combined that like kind of got me into it. So I went and I actually watched my oldest brother compete at a, like a local meet. And I was like, I, I think I could do that. And so then I kind of like dove more in with Ohio State's team. And then I competed for the first time um, February of my freshman year. So, yeah, it was really it was really through the club that I kind of got my start. So that's awesome. And I always love talking about collegiate powerlifting because I never knew what it was until like two years ago. I didn't know it existed as a team sport. I was like, it's this thing that I found that I do at my local gym. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, so yeah. what's it like being part of a team? Like, do you like it? Is it different than when you compete on your like by yourself? So I competed um, like all four years, basically, that I, that I went to school there. I graduated in 2021, but I went to three – three collegiate nationals and then I actually got like not many people know that there's like a collegiate world as well um and so I actually got to go to two collegiate worlds and so it was always very I mean it was very team-based um especially with as big of a team as we had um we had like a full women's team full men's team um it was a it's a club sport at Ohio State so not like quite the scholarship funded type deal um but yeah, my so John Downing, I don't know if he, he used to compete and stuff and uh now he's more just a coach, but um 
he always made it very team-based um and he like I've told him this before but like I don't really know how his brain works all the time because he's like so like numbers based and he'll he'll like calculate all the team scoring and like he'll know who has to compete in what weight class and he like has scouted all the other teams and he knows all the other coaches like he he has it down to basically like a science um oh my God. so that was always a cool thing to kind of watch him do his magic um but yeah I mean I kind of I kind of um viewed the sport as a team sport because of the fact that it was like I was it was founded within like for me as a team sport um and so so yeah so I did see that y'all went to IPF World. So I was going to bring that up. So I saw it twice. So <laughs> I knew it existed, but I'm like, it's like this distant thing. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's a thing that someone does. Like, I've never, like, yeah. watched one. So yeah. what was that like? Like, first of all, how do you get in? Like, is it literally, like, the team that wins at American Collegiate Nationals just to get to the Worlds? Yeah. So um, I went for the first time uh, my my freshman into sophomore year because it was it's during the summer and so I think the first year that it ever happened was like a year before I like joined the team so um I want to say like 2016 was the first year that they had it all together um but how you qualify for it which is like kind of cool it's team-based and so um you have to qualify I believe it's top three teams um at collegiate nationals every year that like as the team you have to place top three and then those teams get a bid and then that was kind of like uh the segue into collegiate worlds obviously it's changed a little bit with uh like ipf stuff and so it's a little Mm -hmm. more confusing now i don't know what will happen but um my so my freshman and the sophomore year it was in pilsen in the czech republic and then my junior and this sophomore to junior year uh it was in estonia and so um the women's team got bids both years uh and so we went as a team and um it's like yeah pretty crazy experience like you you got you it was like kind of a cool way to get to go international without necessarily going like the open route or the junior route um but it was great because like the other countries are also team-based and so um like the second year that I went um I got in the elevator and like obviously you're wearing all your team stuff and this girl from Great Britain like is in the elevator with me and she like looks me up and down and is like she like kind of like she can she knows who I am kind of and she's like are you like Chris Christian and I was like yes (laughs) I was like this is so (laughs) weird because like it's but it's cool um and so like you kind of everyone kind of scouts each other like from other countries too. Um, but it was a blast. And then my, the second time that I went, um, the university of Pittsburgh, uh, women's team and then Midlands men's and women's team both went. And so there were mm. like a lot more like us teams that year. So that made it a lot more fun too. So, so yeah, it was great. That's incredible. So, I mean, of course you surrounded by so many other countries. What was, the best part about worlds and what was like the absolute worst part about traveling with the team for worlds um i think everyone who's ever done an international meet say that like it's rough adjusting to the time zones and then if you're cutting um and just like the general length of travel to get there um 
there was like one of the like the year we went to Estonia I like did a water load and the flight to Estonia was like from Canada to Estonia was like eight hours and Mm -hmm. so like you're just like constantly like up and then uh, so I would say like if you're cutting that's probably the hardest part um the best part I mean you literally follow like I still follow people on social media from other countries that I met and like another fun thing is trading t-shirts and apparel and stuff like that and like like I said you used to follow these like I still follow these people all these years later and like it's kind of cool to see where they've gone in their respective countries with the sport and stuff like that so I mean you definitely it's definitely a a huge bonding thing so it's it was a lot of fun Oh man, so cool. I think I would have, like, I wish I could go back, like, in my own life and have done that. Cause I was yeah. a junior on my own and I didn't know what Worlds was when I got in. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I literally was just confused. My mom went with me to Canada and the whole time we were just, thank God it was just Canada cause that would have been really yeah. bad for anywhere else. And the whole time we were just confused together. We were just like, what? Where do I go? Is this a big deal? And yeah. I saw the country and I'm like, okay, so this is really is like a whole international thing. Like I'm figuring it out as I'm there. I'm like, oh, all right. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It feels, it feels, it felt very like Olympics-y. Um, and so, I mean, that's like, yeah, so. But yeah, the traveling, I mean, if you have never traveled anywhere before, the traveling part is intimidating, absolutely, because I, I would usually just stick with John, who, like, knows how to go places, and then I would I would just tag along. But, like, some of the, some of the like, fine print of, like, what you have to do to travel internationally and just, like, stuff like that is, like, can be hard if you've never done it, but, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, my God. Okay, so now obviously you are out of school, so mm-hmm. I kind of want to dive into this year's Mega Nationals. Yeah. So, <laughs> yes. <laughs> what was your prep like going into this meet, and how were you feeling? So, so basically, my senior year of college. I'm sorry, I'm backtracking a little bit, but no, go ahead. I had like a little bit of like sciatica stuff happening. Um, like I just was not like I was just pretty injured for like a year. Um, and so I thought I kind of had peaked around my junior year. Um, and so I was kind of dealing with an injury from like senior year to like kind of when I graduated and like a couple months on and training just like wasn't going super well, like for a while there. So I didn't even know if I was going to like keep competing after school. Um, but I kind of like did a local meet like the the first November out out of school and then after that they uh lowered the qualifying total for the Arnold and um I knew I could kind of like work back up to my strongest point and so everything like after the point of signing up for the Arnold like I was like all right it's go time like this will be really fun because the Arnold's in Columbus obviously and so mm-hmm. uh, I was still working there at the time uh and so I knew I'd have my coach like my my handler John there and I knew I'd have Ohio State's like whole team watching and stuff like that so I was like this will be like a lot of fun and so my training kind of took off like all of a sudden come like January February of like this last year and then really leading into the Arnold um I was just like doing really well and training kind of took off and then the Arnold I had like my best meet ever, <laughs> um, kind of out of nowhere. 
Um, and I kind of realized that I was back in contention for like being the, near the top of my weight class. And I just like really, truly never thought that I was going to like get back to that point. Um, but the Arnold like kind of like, okay, I can like, I can hold my own. Like I'm kind of, I'm kind of competitive again. Um, and I just had so much fun that meet. Um, so then Megan Nats was a couple months later. Um, and I, I don't know if um, you felt like it was a quick turnaround or not for Megan Nats, but yes, yeah, girl. First of all, I got the co- I had the the pleasure of commentating for you during the Raw Challenge this year, so it was excellent to see you do so well. And then yeah, I felt like I had two seconds. I'm no, I'll never forget this. I was pissed because I got home from the Arnold's and I looked up plane tickets for Vegas and I had to buy them the next week. I was like, I, I need to buy them early, so I guess I'm paying for it now. Didn't I just get home? Like, yeah. So it was like it was like a three month turnaround, right? So um, yes, I took a week off after the Arnold and I went skiing, and that was a lot of fun. But it beat my knees up a little bit. <laughs> so I uh, I kind of like dove right into Nats training right after I got back from that, and then uh, I kind of just like went hard training wise for like three months. Um, and I was I was doing well, um, but it was definitely the hardest prep I've ever had. And so I like. I would say I recovered a lot better for the Arnold than I did for, for Nats. Um, and so going into Mega Nats, I was like definitely a little more fatigued. Um, and, but I was like really excited still. Um, it was, I made prime time for the first time ever. Um, and then I am also just like, I consider myself like pretty analytical in terms of like being a powerlifting fan. And so, um, I was like looking at my weight class and it was just like stacked <laughs> like the top five of us. I think top five or top six of the sixties got primetime spots. And like some of us, some of us were just like within two and a half kilos, five kilos of each other. I was like, this is just going to be, this is going to be crazy. Cause it's going to be mm-hmm. back and forth, back and forth. And so like, I knew it was going to be fun. Um, so was certainly not my best executed meet ever but like I said it was like kind of situational and that like we knew that we were gonna have to make big jumps and stuff like that um so I ended well, up what go ahead. big jumps like from attempt to attempt or like big jumps to keep up with the competition big ju- like like uh more aggressive attempts just to keep up with the competition okay. yeah um but I ended up PRing my squat by five kilos um and I I kind of got buried on my second one, which took a lot out of me. Um, I I had only ever failed a squat, like one other meet that I've done out of like the 10 that I've done. And so oh my God. that like, that like took a lot of energy out of me. Um, and I like had cut a decent bit of weight. Uh, like it was kind of like the perfect mix of like things that like would add up to not, to not have a great meet. Um, mm-hmm. but I chugged along. And so I ended up having a five kilo PR on my squats, um, which was the second highest. It was like tied the second highest squat. And then Celine squatted, uh, like more, like she squatted like 386, I think. And the rest yeah. of squatted like 375. Um, and then bench, uh, kind of another funky thing happened. I, my foot slipped on my opener, even though it moved fine. I like didn't want it to keep happening 
and then like not get a bench on on the board and so we retook it and like I smoked it fine third smoked it fine um and then deadlifts I was just like kind of gassed um but I I uh pulled 375 uh and then I totaled 450 kilos which was like right around my Arnold best um but I actually went into deadlifts I didn't know this at the time because I uh uh like I don't like to know what numbers are being loaded and how close Mm -hmm. I am and like what everyone else is doing like I try not to look at the board at all um but I actually went into deadlifts with the second highest subtotal to Celine which like it's kind of crazy in hindsight because like I didn't know I was I had no idea I was like actually still in it after yes after having like this getting buried on my second squat um I, that's like of all the lifts to fail, squats just like take it out of me the most. Because I mean, your CNS is just like, oh yeah. my gosh, what did you just do? <laughs> um, I think so, everyone feels the same way. Like, failing the squat sucks because, like, it's in the beginning. And then when you fail it, you know, there's a few seconds of like, you're still trying to trying to get it as the spotters realize, oh, you're failing. And so you're just like dying. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. And then, like, if you, even if, even if it's like a grindy RP 10. Like it can still, it still takes like squat just takes a lot out of you. So, mm-hmm. um, and then, yeah, so I was second, second going in the deadlifts and I didn't, didn't really know that. And I was kind of more checked out than I should have been and like mentally. Cause I've never had like weird things happen to me during meets. And so, um, it was like kind of my first time dealing with like a foot slip and stuff like that. And, uh, so yeah, deadlifts, um, just kind of ran out of steam but it was pretty late at that point and I think that kind of contributed too but yeah so all in all I mean it was my first prime time I ended up getting fourth um and like all of the girls in prime time were great um so it was a lot of fun um but yeah I mean my weight class is just like I would argue the 60 and the 67s and 67 and a half were the most competitive class just like naturally absolutely I think you get you get your highest population in those classes, and then you just get like really really athletic, like like people. So, um, so like yeah, I wasn't like totally satisfied with the meet, but I also still dots like five oh two. Yeah, I was like, which is pretty crazy to like you know not have your best meet at all and like still be above five hundred. That's how you know you're strong. (laughs) So I mean, and then like even prior to that like no I would have never guessed that I would be hitting the numbers that I was and like I would have never guessed that I would have been in prime time at a nationals like I just like a year before that I just I like didn't even know if I was gonna keep powerlifting so like I can't even be that mad about having like a subpar meet that was still really strong so but yeah I a lot and so uh um I obviously plan on doing nationals every year so certainly certainly not the end there so real quick your audio kind of goes like out and in a little bit i'm not sure why so better? just stay close right now it's perfect but like every once in a while just kind of like dev away it's like just stay closer okay your... nope yeah, closer <laughs> <laughs> but okay yeah so diving into that more like 
overall still getting the 502, getting fourth place, and you're extremely competitive in this weight class. And I'm watching your training right now, and like <laughs> it's clearly taking a beautiful, <laughs> nice deep yes. upward tick right now. So I know that we are working with a different coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, we PR performance. I call it the the Steve Denovi effect. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you think like did all those changes kind of happen as soon as she like took over your programming, or was it also that plus like you weren't as beat up? Like, just tell me about like your training right now and why you think you have a nice uptick. So, I started with Steve um, basically right after nationals. Um, I was like, I was like kind of hurting just from all the volume. I think. Um, that I had been doing and then just the quick turnaround for prep. And I actually got sick right after nationals. And I don't know if you know this, but I like almost immediately before I even started with Steve, I tore my LCL in my knee. Um, like it was like my second or third day back in the gym. And like as soon as it happened, I don't even have a cool story, honestly. Like, like I, I wish I had a cool story with how it happened, but I was my body was like pretty roughed up from being sick, and I like wanted to get back to lifting, and I like go to warm up, and obviously like I don't feel like strong, but I was stretching. I literally like did the knee the the leg over knee stretch, and mm-hmm. like, I pushed down super hard, and because like my glute was really tight, and I like just forcefully snapped my own LCL. Um, oh my god. And as soon as it happened, I heard a pop, like an audible pop, pop, snap, tear. Like, I feel like I just tore everything in my knee. <laughs> oh, my God. And so I, like, ripped my knee sleeve off, like, walked around on it, and, I, and, like, it hurt a little bit, but I knew it wasn't, like, super major. And so then, so I, I ended up getting an MRI and everything for it, and, uh, like, it was a diagnosed LCL tear. Um, so I'm the, basically the worst client ever, right? <laughs> like, I have just hired Steve, and I'm like, hey, Steve, by the way, I just tore my LCL. <laughs> um, He's like, fantastic. Thank you. Like, <laughs> he was so nice about it. But I was like, I this is terrible. Um, and so I had to, like, rehab that for, like, a, uh, probably a good two months. Um, and I was running, a, like, a bench-only program with Steve, and... Uh, it was really just a time thing with the LCL. Like I didn't need any uh, like surgery or anything like that, but um, it was just like a t- like a time thing. And so, as soon as I started squatting back, it kind of came back slow. Like like this, my squat came back slowly. Um, and then there was like kind of just a distinct point in time I just like kind of took off. Um, I'm definitely built to squat and bench. I'm not built to deadlift, but. Um, like whatever Steve's doing with my squat is just it's just taking off um I I think I like dominantly hold a good bit of my leg leg muscle in my quads and so and then I also just have like short limbs and so I'm I am kind of just built a little bit to squat um but I am just like I'm on part of squat 402 in like a couple weeks which is just insane wild (laughs) <laughs> it's insane because I like never it was never a goal for me to do that because I never thought it would like be on the to-do list like I never thought it would be a possibility so 
I doubled 375, which is my meat PR. Which is your meat max. <laughs> that I got buried on, like, on my second. And I just, like, hit it for a double. And it was, like, probably a probably a nine, if that. So, um, yeah, so squats are feeling great. My bench is even taking off, too. Um, my bench was, like, the one that I came in just, like, getting coaching with Steve, like, probably the most plateaued. Um, and I also, like, benched before I powerlifted. And so, mm-hmm. in general, it was a stronger lift for me already, but but more plateaued. Um, and even that's taking off. Um, so, yeah, we're kind of – I mean, it's crazy because I'm in, like, a bit of a second wind of, like, beginner yeah. games, like, six six years into it. So, um, my deadlift is still a work in progress. It's a love-hate relationship. But um, I, we're finding small things that are, like, working. And so – Like what? Can, go ahead. Is it like what? Um, changing just like form, uh, mostly like I used to, I'm like, this is, I don't know why I ever did this, but I would like look straight down, um, both on squats and deadlifts for like so many, so long, like probably some, most of my college years too. I like just look straight into the ground. And so that's kind of like something that hurt me at Nats was I had just like get thrown forward. Mm-hmm. So Steve's kind of messing it, messing with my my feet positioning um i'm mindfully looking up <laughs> um which is just it's just that muscle memory thing which is why i like could never change it before but yeah um kind of small stuff like that honestly my deadlift was um it came back slower than squats did pair i was still getting like a little bit of pain um with just the stance but yeah i mean i'm trying not to make deadlifts my weak point because if i can if i can figure it out then i'll I'll be even i'll be even more competitive so i'll be like trying to trying to catch celine trying to catch natalie but we'll see we'll see oh my god absolutely and i definitely can see like next year's nationals um, being huge because, and we don't even know who's gonna even like be there. It's so confusing mm-hmm. with like the whole IPF. So we know Nally officially says going IPF. Celine's like a, a maybe. I'm not sure if what's official yet. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's like there's that too. Yeah, it kind of it kind of sucks because obviously I think most lifters feel this way about it. But like, you want to be in the you want to you want to compete with the best. Um, mm-hmm. but that kind of looks different for different people. Um. And so in my eyes, it's like, regardless of federation and regardless of even like who you're competing against, like you are, you're like only in control of how your training's going. So you can, you can be making all this progress, um, in one division or one federation. And if they're making the same progress and you're like catching each other, even though you're in different federations, like to me, that's still like, all right, how, how good of a, like the lifter are you becoming like because really that's all you can control like um so it kind of yeah i don't know what the what the weight class will look like in the coming year but i'm yeah. still trying to catch celine so celine yes and natalie, celine and natalie you're not you're not out of the out of the woods i'm <laughs> absolutely not catch you regardless oh my god so. but you're so right though like it looks different for different people like when you say compete with the best, like you can compete when you're raw and natty, you can beat USAPL, or you can be like, oh, do I want to take the international route? And it's just like, 
everything just oh Harrison to split because no matter what we're all gonna say we wish we're all back together again like life was fine <laughs> life was yeah, fine and it was good. Life happened. Was good. <laughs> yeah so i hate the politics but you know i know I know, but regardless, though, definitely cannot wait to just see what it looks like and like where you are in your training at that point. What originally made you switch coaches? So I had been with the same company for like basically my entire undergrad. And then um, I worked with a couple, I I was with TSG. um, And then I, when I was like a junior, senior, senior in college, I, they paired me with an intern. So I was like getting individual coaching. Um, and then I was with a coach, uh, from TSG for like a year after that as well. Um, and it was like, it worked well with me. Um, like I responded to percentages, I think to some, to some extent, but, um, after Megan Nats, it was kind of like the perfect time to just experiment because I knew that I wasn't going to try to compete anytime soon. And I was like, kind of just hurting, um, bodily wise um so i so this is a this is kind of a cool plug i guess but i actually listened to autumn green's episode when when hers came out Mm -hmm. and um just the way that she like kind of talked about steve i was like i like that's that's cool like i you can tell he's a good person you tell he's a really good coach it's kind of like the coach's coach like everyone tries to learn from him and so um like it you know i i kind of knew that he was a little more like rpe based um and i actually did really well with rpe based stuff that's what i ran up to the arnold Mm -hmm. and uh and then i ran like a percentage block for nats and it just like didn't didn't work as well so i kind of knew i was like okay this style worked for me leading up to the arnold like i'd like to try that um and so um, just like a different, like I was just looking for something new, I think, and it was a good time to do it. And, uh, like it was a good choice, obviously, cause I'm, my training is going super well. So. And what's wild is that like the first person that came to my mind when I started talking about like your uptick is Autumn, because like you see her like uptick too. And you're like, yeah, yeah I called the Steve Nomi. I'm like, I swear she said something like that too during our podcast. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but it's pretty it's pretty incredible to watch his team grow. Like I I'm like honored I get to talk to him like on a daily basis with <laughs> my friends. Oh, by the way, you were like, I don't know if you know about the LCL girl. I I might have gotten the first text about it. She, he was like, Solana. It was so bad. <laughs> this girl her LCL and he was like doing the stretch that I hate the most. <laughs> I think like I have to half think that like it might have been a little porn like like I don't, I don't really know how all that stuff works, <laughs> but like, I it was so dumb. It was like the dumbest situation ever. Like, like I said, I don't even have a cool story about it. So, um, I mean, we're on, we're we're good now. We're like better than we've ever yes, been. Yes, thank it was God. Not a, not a, not a great start on my behalf. So, <laughs> but at least I have you have a meet coming up soon. It was just after, and also, what is the plan for next year? Obviously, yeah. NAS, but that's in September. So, what's the whole timeline for twenty twenty three? Um, the Arnold, if all goes well, they kind of changed that around a little bit. Uh, I'm so confused. I I don't know, but I'm hoping I get in. I am glad that, like, I, the other thing I like about Steve is he kind of has a lot of insight on that kind of stuff. And, um, so I'm hoping I get in. Uh, I'd be pretty bummed out if I did not. 
because um, you know I I have some of the higher dots of the women's side, yes. and and I think um, it'd be a lot of fun. Like it was it was fun last year. Like me, Maya, Maya Wright, and Celine. Um, like that was top three were crazy. Um, and yes, so I think it'd be a lot of fun to do that again. Um, I know Maya is planning on doing it. Um, and so like me versus Maya would be really fun. Um, that's wise. She's a 56, but that's my short term. Um, and I'm like, that's like what, 15 weeks away now. I'm probably going to plan. On How doing, do you know? Like, yeah, I, I looked at it the other day. <laughs> Sorry, I, was I, was like, like... I was like, it was like 16, like a week. Yeah. So who knows? But, um, I mean, that's kind of. That's kind of my short-term goal. Uh, my plan is to try to break the American record for the 60-kilo class um, at the Arnold. So, For the squat specifically or for total? For, for, uh, squat right now. Okay. <laughs> but if something magical happens on my deadlift, who knows? <laughs> oh, my God. Um, but, yeah, I never thought I'd be chasing, like, an open squat record, like, ever. Like, my bench... I was, I had a, like, my bench kind of set me apart in my collegiate years, uh, but, like, Jen Thompson has the, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, like, 63 to 60, like, she has that record, so I'm like, okay, I'm not really Wait, she has 60? Touch. Well, she didn't have I 60, think, right? I think the record went down to, like, oh. the open, like, her, oh, yeah, when they, when the database Sorry. switched and stuff, so, yes. um, I don't know that I'll ever be touching 315 on bench, but <laughs> um, Caitlin Berry has the junior record on bench. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to mention that one. I'm actually still a junior, so I'm 23. I won't be 24 until middle of March, so after the Arnold. Woo! Um, so convenient! Oh my so, god! Yeah, so I could I could mess around with the junior bench record a little bit. Um, so that could be fun. Um, but yeah, I'm just kind of putting my head down doing the work right now i'll probably like i don't know at what point i'll stop posting training leading up to the arnold (gasps) no (laughs) no i need it for the preview shows okay that's everyone listening stop it you need to post your stuff if you want decent preview shows y'all all all got excited because i'm here to help out with the woman's side for two at lights and then you don't post yeah, that's I just want to say that here real quick. Sorry. Okay, well, Anyways, we'll let, me, we'll let me not get emotional. Because <laughs> this is what Steve does when he has clients. He goes into our little, we have like a thing where like we put in all of our information. Me and Steve will literally take hours, a lot of hours, and just oh. write down everything we see on Instagram. And if he's if it's his client, he'll just say, oh, like a period. That's like, so funny. A dot. <laughs> and I'm like, I hate you. Because <laughs> he knows. Because he knows, but it's a like, worst case scenario. I'll DM myself. And I'll be like, "Can you please give me the tea on what's yeah. going on?" So <laughs> yeah, you'll you'll end up on my close friends' story. Hey, thank you, thank you. Oh my god. So where are you residing right now? Are you in Texas? Yes, I'm currently in Texas. Um, so I graduated in 2021 spring, uh, with a degree in respiratory therapy. Okay. Um, so. The way I explain it to people is that it's just like a more specific nursing. Um, you deal with the heart and the lungs, and that's it. Um, and I was pretty crazy going through a respiratory pandemic while in respiratory. I was literally school. about to be like, wait, oh my God. Like, so <laughs> that must have been insane. It was crazy. Like, yeah. 
<laughs> not ideal um, by any means, but or um, or perfectly timed, or perfectly yeah. timed. So <laughs> I ended up working as like a tech through the bulk of the pandemic. I started out like in two hospital jobs during that, which is just like super crazy. And then I had worked through my senior year with like through all that. And uh, so that was pretty crazy. Um, And then I worked, I stayed at Ohio state and worked in Columbus for like another year after that. So I kind of got all my clinical experience, all my work experience in one place throughout a couple of years, which was, in hindsight, I didn't really plan it like that, but it worked out great because I started doing this travel stuff. Um, and I just, I finished my first assignment that was in Denver, um, a couple weeks ago. And, uh, it was, it was a great experience. It was kind of like one of those like things where you just had to like jump off the, jump off the bridge and like, you know, put yourself out there. Um, and I'm so glad I did cause it was awesome. Um, I originally chose Denver. Like I started doing this basically right after Megan Nats. Um, but I wanted to go and do my first one in Denver because I have like most of my family's there. Um, and so the the travel contracts are usually 13 weeks. So you can live somewhere about three months. Um, and it, you just, it's a lot of, you can basically live wherever you want. Because um, most hospitals are understaffed still across Mm -hmm. the United States. Um, And so that was a great one because I got to hike a lot um, and hang out with family. Um, Actually, this is a fun fact. I I did three 14ers while I was out there, which they are like, it's climbing mountains that vary in distance, but um, you, the the, uh, elevation is 14,000 feet with uh, Uh. them. And so, I hiked three, three 14,000 foot um, in elevation mountains uh, while I was wow. out there, which was pretty sweet. Um, very humbling for a strength athlete, but. <laughs> I was about to ask, I was like, how are your lungs during this? <laughs> was, uh, yeah, like the first one I did, I, I did it like a week after I got there. Also, like my LCL was like not all the way there. So it's kind of, oh but, um, but I, it was, it's crazy. Cause like you you're not like acclimated to the elevation change in general and so I went with my brother and like a group of his friends and I was like 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 panting like five like probably five minutes in like we hit the trailhead at like 5 a.m and one of my brother's girlfriends was like trying to stay with me like Mm -hmm. trying to be nice and I was like like, dude just it's okay like you go ahead I was like, you're going to have to, I'm going to stop every five feet. Like, you're okay. I won't die. I and uh, so, yeah, the I actually climbed the, the tallest mountain in Colorado, like the first week that I was there. Incredible. So, yeah, I had a, that was a great assignment. Um, the, ho- the hospital job itself was great. Um, it was a, it was an ICU, like uh, an ICU assignment. And so I almost got like a lot of good experience there. Um and I probably would have like stayed there a little longer, but I knew I wanted to like kind of explore and go other places. And uh, uh, Austin was basically Denver and Austin were like my top two that I knew I wanted to go to. Um, and so yeah, I'm here in Austin now. Um, like a large part of the reason was so I could lift a game day, which might be mm-hmm. dumb, but <laughs> I was like, no, it's not, girl. I was doing the same thing. 
sick. Like it literally yeah. like has all the equipment you could ever need. And I knew, like I knew I had met Austin Perkins a couple years back. And so I knew he like trained there. Um, and then Nico, who's one of Steve's athletes, in that mm-hmm. show and just like all those people I kind of knew on, knew on social media um and so like I knew that it'd be really fun to lift there and it has been so far like it's been it's been great um so I I do well like I'm not a very hype lifter like in terms of getting angry and like yelling and stuff like that but I mm-hmm. do well I do super well in an environment where everyone's like training for something or like training for the same purpose or like training hard versus just like a commercial gym or a gym where everyone's kind of stares at each other from like a distance. And so, so the environment's been really good for me too. Um, So that, and then um, I was hoping the weather here would be hotter for the winter, but it's been, and it's not as hot as you thought. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, It was really hot when I got here and now it's cooled down a little bit, but that, and then I just had heard good things about Austin um lots to do lots of good food um it's i think it's the live music capital of the world so i'm super into concerts also so um so yeah it's been it's been good so nice good choice for you so i have a cousin who's a nurse right Mm -hmm. and she's in virginia and she tells me like whenever they get travel nurses they get a lot of disdain and people get pissed off at them because they get paid way more and they end up doing jobs apparently that like, like, I guess like the jobs that are like slightly better, AKA not the hard or gross ones. Is that true for you? Do people so look I'm, at you like with disdain? <laughs> I'm still young into it. So I have like, it's hard to say after doing just like one contract, but the hospital that I was at in Denver, everyone was just like happy that I was there because they were like understaffed. And, uh, like, they get paid pretty decent in Denver just for cost of living reasons. And so I wasn't making, like, an excessive amount more than them. Um, And so they were just happy to have the help. Um, But there are some places that they, you, like, are not looked down upon, but, like, people don't like you as much because you you are doing the same job as them. Um, but obviously you're getting stipends for you're getting stipends for housing and meals and stuff like that. And like, yeah, I, you, even on the lower paying end of the contracts, you, uh, you're making at least about double what like staff would make, um, which, which is pretty nice. <laughs> so I have not experienced any, like, <laughs> any hate yet but i'm still young okay. into it so we'll see <laughs> so it's coming basically get ready it's coming <laughs> yeah well i honestly started the travel like i i don't know if i would have ever seen myself doing the travel thing because you have to be pretty like quick on your feet mm-hmm. to learn um so like so so respiratory therapists um in general um you i you deal with like uh, populations that have lung disease right and so it's like COPD and asthma specifically are like the two big categories of like who you would deal with giving meds to and just managing their oxygen requirements and stuff like that but then you also um like RTs are also responsible for like kind of like half of life support so it's like managing ventilators and um like critical care when someone's crumping and stuff like that and so 
um, the assignments can like look like the travel assignments can look different based on like where you're at. Um, and so I, I, I wouldn't have gotten into it. I don't think if I didn't talk to the travelers who were at the hospital that I was originally working at, Mm -hmm. I was like, this sounds pretty sweet. Like I'm, you guys are doing the same job as me. And I like, I know where things are here and you like, don't really like, I could go somewhere and I could learn like, Yes. And so, um, yeah, one of the best decisions I've made for sure. So, ah, that's so cool, especially when you love traveling. So, is it tough for you to like, like, I can't imagine. Do you have like one little baby suitcase because you travel so often? Like, how much stuff can you have? I just picture you with like a backpack and a lunch sack. Like, that's what I'm picturing. <laughs> and you show up and text you, like, all right, so I got like, yeah, I mean, theoretically, the less you take, the better. Um, but I basically just brought clothes. I probably brought too many clothes here, to be honest. Um, and then you kind of have to, like, buy new scrubs everywhere you go. But, I mean, yeah, if, as, as minimalistic as you can be. Um, it's, like, housing is probably the house, the hardest part of it. Um, most people do, like, Airbnb um, mm-hmm. or just, like, a couple other, like, long extended stay hotel setups. Um so yeah, I mean, the less the better for sure. Um, you're kind of there to work for 13 weeks. You don't have you have less flexibility for sure in terms of like wanting days off and stuff like that because you're literally contracted to mm-hmm. to work for them. So um, yeah. All right, that makes sense. Okay, so overall, oh, I really can't wait to see you compete next year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, traveling everywhere. People are commenting that, like on my my Instagram posts and stuff. Like, like Celine commented that, and yeah, I just it, it like the past year of lifting happened very quickly for me. Like I, mm-hmm. like I said earlier, it like I kind of went from not being relevant to being relevant again, and so uh, I was kind of the underdog at the Arnold, and then it kind of happened fast from there, but. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, I'm pumped to compete again. Like I said, I hope the Arnold works out. Um, I, it's like, I don't even know what kind of numbers I'll be hitting, to be honest, because I'm just like just on the, on the stud, steady rise. So, um, I know. Does it like piss you off that, like, in powerlifting, if you're not literally competing that weekend or you didn't put something crazy for one particular meet that, like, you're easily forgotten about? Because that's like the theme of our sport. Yeah, I mean, it's hard because um, also sometimes I feel like the wrong people get, like, the clout in, mm. in, in the sport. Uh, I don't know if you feel the same way, but, like, I and so t- I did one Raw Nats before this past year. It was in 2019. Mm-hmm. I, you, I remember watching you compete at that also as a 63. I was there. I was broken, but I was there, yeah. That's fair. <laughs> um, so I actually competed there. And I got second in juniors um, to Jordan Panton. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was probably like outside of the collegiate world. That was like kind of a breakout meet for me too. And I like didn't get like a ton of attention from that. Um, but I actually got like a, the, I got a spot for junior worlds that year uh, as a reserve. And then like the world shut down after that. So I never yeah. really got to do that. But um I kind of like had a bit of a breakout meet then. And then 
three years later it took for me to have like kind of another breakout meet at the Arnold. Um, so yeah, I feel like some people get like a little too much clout for like who? Um, um <laughs> I don't. I don't even. I don't even know. It's more like the the Instagram <laughs> people who have like you know forty thousand followers and yeah. Like, I'm like I could bench that for like five. Like I don't. I don't get it. Like. Like, not that I, like, I'm cool not having 40,000 followers, but at the same time, like, there are some, there are some um, social media platforms that are reposting certain lifts, and I'm like, I did that when I was, like, 18. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, not to, not to be, like, not to be, like, um, full of myself or anything like that, but I was like, you, it's kind of picky and choosy, like, depending on who they want to, who they want to give platforms to, so. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, for sure, cause at the end of the day, our sport, like, the only way you're getting attention is Instagram, right? Yeah. Or a podcast. That's the extent of our sport, right? So, at the yeah. end of the day, and the more I get into podcasting, and I know, I feel like it's weird. I feel like this, this year's been crazy, and I feel like I know everyone now. So, like, now yeah. that I know so many people, I'm like, it really is, like, if the host has a relationship with you, you get mm-hmm. in the post. You're gonna get talked about. And if you are super, super strong, I mean, unless you're like a freak, like like you know, <laughs> number one, like you come yeah. out, and you're number one. But yeah. if you're not, it's like you can be really strong, top five. If yeah. they aren't like your friend, like you may just never get the repost, even yeah, though they honestly, will post number seven, and you're like, I'm number four. Yeah. Like, <laughs> honestly, like that's why I was like so happy with how i did at the arnold was because like mm-hmm. you know two white lights did a recap and like angelo and steve were just like what like who is this <laughs> and i was like hey like <laughs> i is me <laughs> yeah. um, but like yeah I, I think two white lights does a really really good job of um talking about the right people um so i will always listen to them um and then yeah i mean i was super hype when you asked me to be on this so <laughs> Hey, <laughs> um, and we gotta appreciate all the platforms trying to get you all out there. And of course, because again, I'm like watching your lift skyrocket. I noticed you're a travel nurse. I'm like, that's a dope job. Like, I want to hear about like what that's like. Like, I don't know any travel nurses. I just know n- regular nurses. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah. and they complain a lot. So I'm like, I want to know what your experience is like. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how long I'll do it, but in terms of like, I'm, I'm very young and i don't have many commitments and yeah it's perfect timing it's great like yeah i literally could not be a better point in my life to do it so plus you get to see the you see get to see the country um and i feel like most people when they're older they always say like their one regrets like not traveling more or like Mm -hmm. not, not going more places and i was like i can literally live you can literally live somewhere for three months which is like committal enough but if you hate it, like boom, you're done in three months. So yes, um, it's a it's a sweet gig. Like I said, I don't I don't know how long I'll do it, but I'm kind of having fun with it because you also get to see like a bunch of gyms across the country too, and like so. So, yeah. I know. Oh, man. So cool. Girl, thank you so much for joining me today. It was so fun talking to you. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Of course. And y'all, I will catch you next time on the Power and Lifting Podcast. Y'all, thank you so much for listening. If you made it this far, don't forget to share this with a friend and leave that review and five-star rating, please. And subscribe to the podcast for more episodes dropping weekly. Catch you next time.